It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my nerds? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the station manager for LTN Radio. I'm a third generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. Also, my favorite board game to play with my dad growing up was was uh, Stratego. And I'm Mo, the shorter yet louder, and some might even say smarter counterpart of the back row. I'm a wife, mom, super fan of all things friends, and I have a scar on my knee from a radio antenna. Why do all of your things require, like, stories? I need a story now. Tell me the story. How did this happen? My radio antenna had broke off. Mm -hmm. And it was a sharp point at Mm -hmm. the end. And, you know, by radio, I mean the boombox. Sure. You know, that we all had back in the day. And I was carrying it, set it down in my room, bent over at the same time that I was setting it down. And that sharp point of the antenna went straight through my knee. And then as I stood up, it pulled. <laughs> yeah. So I have a nice little scar on my knee. It's about, I'm, is that an inch? That's about an inch, right? It's about an inch, inch and a half long on... That's- on my knee, That's the side terrifying. of my knee. Yep. That's terrifying. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell there me stories go. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Today on the show, how to watch an overhyped movie without getting disappointed. We've also got Junk Food Tuesday, a taste test, and Ask Us Anything, five random facts. And more. But first, today is Tuesday, May the 4th, 2021, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. Uh huh. It's National Teacher Day. Yeah. Y'all, seriously, thank your teachers. Especially this year. My goodness. All of them. It don't matter. Thank them. They're doing teacher, is it the Teacher Appreciation Week? Yes. Uh, all across the board here yeah. in town? Yeah. yeah. So they're doing that this week. My uh, my wife got that flyer for that. She says, I love this idea. Yeah. So they're going. They went to buy a whole bunch of junk to just bless her every week. Yep. I mean, every day this week. Every week? Listen, <laughs> that's really what we should be doing. Right. It doesn't have to be a big thing, just a card or a piece of candy. It doesn't have to be a big <laughs> gift. Anyway, uh, hey, if you don't know about this day, then... I don't know. You must have been living under a rock or something. (laughs) But it's Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you, everybody. May the 4th be with you. Tomorrow's Revenge of the 5th. But uh, this is the official day. (laughs) The Star Wars Day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably a lot of uh, Star Wars deals going on right now at uh, different stores online for Star Wars toys and games and paraphernalia. So... Go check all that stuff out. Search for it if you're a big Star Wars fan. Like our buddy Oriole Jedi. Hey, hey. Who's MVP. Uh, said it's his favorite day of the year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's 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 uh, 
second only to Christmas. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> it, is, it is a fun, nerdy day uh, for sure. I don't know when it started. I guess I should look up the history of it maybe next year and um, going through the whole history of how we started this. But I know it wasn't a thing when I was a kid. Oh, no, it definitely yeah. was not. I feel like it's been in the last few years, you know, 10 or so. In the last 10 years? Yeah. yeah. Um, but just to all of our listeners, if you are listening as you're getting ready this morning and you have gotten dressed but forgot to put on your Star Wars shirt, run back to the closet and get it out. <laughs> April, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> My sister-in-law and brother, brother-in-law every year. Every year, all four of them. Dress for Star Wars Day? Uh-huh. Yeah, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, and then their two kids, Eli and Abigail, they all... And it's the cutest thing. I love it. I love every May 4th seeing their <laughs> what they've come up with for the year. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, let's weed. Let's weed. Let's w- w- read let's, some weird news. Let's read some weird news. <laughs> let's, yeah. Weed some weird news here, guys. Uh, first up, a UK man completes his mission to park in every spot at his local supermarket. A man has completed a six-year challenge to park in every car parking space at his local Sainsbury's. How many parking spots are there? Gareth Wilde, 39, from Bromley, Southeast London, said he decided to take on the challenge after noticing his preference for certain spots. For the last six years, I've kept a spreadsheet listing every parking spot I've used at the local supermarket in a bid to park in them all. This week, I completed my magnum opus. There were 211 spots available to him at his weekly shop. He could so have he done only that did it in less than a, a year. But he only go, well, goes once a week. It's not like he's... Whatever. Like, he could do it in a day if he's just going to park there. Just park. Move up to the next one. Park. Move up to the next one. You know, he could get it done pretty quick. But he wanted to do it as his regular habit. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> He said, it kind of feels like the old Panini sticker albums, but a really boring version of it. Uh, There's only so many parking spaces. Why not try and get them all? It's a collector's thing, I suppose. So, yeah, you can see his, like, little diagram that he has here. There's, like, six different areas. And uh, he said that uh, he completed his challenge on the 24th of April by slotting his car into uh, spot F20, which he described as a pig to get in. He said, I don't want to make out uh, make this out to be too big of a deal, but there was a moment of elation. <laughs> okay, so Oriel has said this in our in our Twitch chat, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but everybody has a little bit of nerd in them. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I don't care what group you ran with in high school. I don't care what labels you've been given by the world. We all have a little bit of nerd in us, and this just proves it. <laughs> if, to make a spreadsheet, a mm-hmm. diagram of yeah, the yeah. parking lot, dude's a nerd. <laughs> and it's okay. Gotta park them all. You're, That's a good This one. story is told in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Paddington 2, the movie, surpasses Citizen Kane. As the top-rated film on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> Paddington, the first one, was awful. 
Ever since Citizen Kane came out in 1941, it's been hailed as the greatest movie of all time by countless film organizations, and that ranking is still wildly upheld to this day. However, the Orson Welles drama has been dethroned from its perfect Rotten Tomato status by an unlikely contender, the 2018 family flick Paddington 2. As noted by Discussing Films, someone updated the Rotten Tomatoes account for Citizen Kane to include a previously missing 80-year-old review that criticized the film, dropping its score from 100% to 99%. The write-up originally ran in print in the Chicago Tribune back on May 7, 1941. In a review for the issue of the paper, critic May Tinney makes it hilariously clear that she doesn't think Citizen Kane is the pinnacle of cinema. You've heard a lot about this picture, and I see by all the ads that some experts think it's the greatest movie ever made. I don't, wrote Tinney. It's interesting. It's different. In fact, it's bizarre enough to become a museum piece, but its sacrifice of simplicity to ex- eccentrically robs eh, it of distinction and general entertainment value. Uh, so, yeah, Paddington 2 apparently has a 100% fresh rating. <laughs> that is centered up. Not Paddington 1. There just Paddington 2. So many. I, I don't know. So the official Paddington Bear uh, Twitter account tweeted out, I do hope Mr. Kane won't be too upset when he hears I've overtaken him with Rotten Tomatoes. Have you ever seen Citizen Kane? No. Neither I've never seen I. either of these movies. Neither have I. <laughs> um, but it makes me wonder what I'm missing. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Uh, and last story, scientists now know how long it takes to poop a Lego. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> uh, all you brickheads out there know how frustrating it can be to sort through a big pile of Lego bricks looking for one tiny little piece you need to finish your build. It's annoying, although presumably not nearly as annoying or gross as searching through your own scat for a minifigure head, something uh, six people recently had to do for the sake of research. And child safety. This messy bit of research, uh, which comes via Ars Technia, uh, I'm sorry, Technica, was published in the Journal of Pediatrics and Child Health and essentially aimed to figure out how long it would take for six adults to poop out Lego minifigure heads. Uh, They found the average time it took to digest and excrete the head was 1.71 days, which is 5,000 years in minifig time, we're assuming. Uh, The authors of the research, Andrew Tagg of the University of Melbourne Medical School, found that amongst their six test subjects, the shortest amount of time it took to excrete the Lego heads was 1.14 days, while the longest was 3.04 days. So, now we know. Here's my question. Mm -hmm. Did they all have success? (laughs) I believe so, yes. Can you imagine being (laughs) that one person that never... Never pooped it out. Never saw it on the other side. I want to know if they had to search through their own feces to find it, or if there was somebody hired to search through all the feces to find them. But there was a lot of sifting going on, is what I'm saying. Poop sifting. Did you ever swallow a Lego when you were a kid? Mm -mm. No. So I, I, uh, I accidentally swallowed... It wasn't a head, but it was one of those thin cylindrical pieces. Really small. Uh, One peg. I didn't know that they had cylindrical pieces that aren't heads. Yeah, yeah. It's like a one peg little rounded thing. Um, 
and so I had that in I had that in my mouth. I was just chewing it or whatever, and I swallowed it. And I, and I freaked out a bit. I went and told my mom, "I'm like, I swallowed a Lego." She assumed I swallowed one of those thick, you know, eight peg, giant Lego pieces that are all sharp corners and death. Uh, you know, the kind that you step on and want to die. And, uh, so she rushed me to the emergency room, had me get like x-rayed and junk to find it. And, uh, when they found out, oh, it's just one of those teeny tiny roundish pieces that'll come out with no problem. She hit me on the back of the head in the doctor's office for not giving her that information. I was a kid. I was a kid. Uh, Oriel said they could have given me the research money and I would have told them how long my child took to pass a minifigure head. <laughs> how, the, how long was it? They got the gold mining pans and were sifting through them. <laughs> I know. I read, I read that comment and was like, ew. How long ew. did it take, Oriel? How long did it take? Just, Just over, over a day. day. Okay. 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 Yeah. They, got, they got shorter uh, digestion tracks. Which child was it? <laughs> Call them out. I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> Gotta know. Boy or girl. Ah. Luther. <laughs> Stinking Luther. All right. Let's take a break right there. When we come back, it is Junk Food Tuesday. Stick around. Fake it till you make it. Early in my recovery, my best friend told me this. It took me back at first, thinking she meant to be fake and dishonest through the process, but that was not her point at all. To fake it till I make it was her way of saying don't quit and don't give up. Every day when I woke up, I had to choose recovery, even on the easy days, but especially on the hard. When everything inside of me wanted to revert back to old habits and the comfort of the known, I had to fake the desire of the choice until that choice actually became my desire. Four years ago, I had a crazy lapse in judgment and signed up to run a half marathon. Now at the time, I was exercising pretty regularly and had been my healthiest since adulthood, but running has never been my jam. In fact, I hate to run. I loathe running. Running more than a mile was never something I did for fun or to pass the time, but running 13 miles? I can only equate this decision to good old peer pressure. By mile six, I realized just what a mistake I had made. I was in so much pain and was successfully leading the back of the pack, but I wasn't going to quit. Never in my 30 years had I considered myself a runner, but I was going to pretend like I was. As I began to hear old voices and negative thoughts creeping up inside, I also very clearly heard the voice of my best friend telling me to fake it till I make it, and that was what I did. I finished the half marathon in just over three and a half hours, I received my medal, and more importantly, I didn't die. As you find yourself running your race, battling old voices and thoughts, or in the midst of the most difficult season life has ever brought you to, May you find strength in the words of Isaiah 40:31. But they who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And may you find encouragement of the words of my dear friend as you too valiantly fight to fake it 
until you make it. the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today on the show, how to enjoy the next Star Wars movie whenever it comes. And coming up next, it's Junk Food Tuesday. Uh, but before we do anything else, I've got five random facts. When astronauts leave Earth, they face an intense amount of radiation. According to NASA, it's the equivalent of anywhere between 150 to a staggering 6,000 chest x-rays. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yep. The hole in the top of your pen cap is a safety standard to ensure no one chokes on them. <laughs> they're, they're, the holes are also in the minifigure heads. Are they? they? Ah, yeah. you know what they're not in? Hmm. Nickels. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maine is the only state in the country that borders just one other state. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's one of those facts that you're like, yeah, I knew that, but I've never really thought about it. Yeah. yeah. But you're, uh -huh. right. you're mm -hmm. right. According to dictionary.com, the word hipster was originally used in the 1930s to refer to someone in the jazz scene. Okay. And lastly, a mermaid documentary once fooled so many people that the U.S. government <laughs> had to issue a statement clearing the misunderstanding. <laughs> there are no mermaids. Chill out. Uh, there's one thing Mo and I can't deny. We love junk food. And each it's week, true. we like to discuss new and upcoming junk foods that have been spotted in stores or announced. Oh, and then later <laughs> in the show, we've got a taste test. I always forget it. You always forget. I don't know why you keep you giving me that. You always forget that you talk uh -huh, here on the yeah. show. Mm -hmm. This is part of your, your show, too. Mm -hmm. uh, so back for a limited time, Mountain Dew Dew-SA, which is a mixture of their Code Red, their Whiteout, and their Voltage sodas. Okay. I'm Every time I see that the Whiteout exists, I get upset. Because Whiteout, I don't know if you remember was the winner of like they had three flavors that they released for the summer and it was like vote on which one stays forever and the whiteout is just like a citrus i mean it's it's it tastes like tastes like sprite kind of just like a thicker sprite essentially they had typhoon which was like this fruit punch flavored mountain dew which was really good mm -hmm. and then they had distortion which was a normal Mountain Dew, but it had like extra lime flavor in it. And it was amazing. It was better than normal Mountain Dew, in my opinion. What is the flavor of Mountain Dew? It's also citrus, uh, but essentially it's orange. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> it's, it's got orange juice concentrate in it. That's not, no. No. <laughs> I it doesn't taste like orange, but that's where it gets. That's where it gets most of the flavor from. No, -uh. uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh, but no, it's it's citrus flavored. It's a mixture of all the citruses. Um, okay, but yeah, it was heavier on the lime, which I liked. Um, so I was bummed out. I was bummed out that they went with the the lamest, the lamest flavor that already has several other sodas out there making essentially that same flavor. So I get bad that it exists. And so I don't want to drink this. And I'm not going to. I I think that you just said I get bad that it exists. You meant to say I get mad that it exists. But if you said... I said that, then yeah, <laughs> that's what I meant. I but I also get bad. 
Okay. Shimon. Uh, <laughs> next up, Cheerios is bringing back those uh, underwhelming, not Cheerios, Cheetos. Cheetos is bringing back <laughs> those. Under, I'm like, flaming hot Cheerios. Hold on. Wait a minute. I mean. How can those be underwhelming? <laughs> no, Cheetos is bringing back those underwhelming flaming hot puff, hot pepper puffs. Yeah. Ones that we got thinking yeah. that they were, these are going to be super hot. And then you just started eating them like popcorn. That was your first ever um, experience with something flaming hot. Yes, it was. And yeah. they were all right. Yep. And then I went and tried uh, the flaming hot Funyuns. I'm like, no, these are bad. Yeah. Didn't like them. Uh, <laughs> Doritos also bringing in the, the heat with their new X Extra Flaming Hot Nacho, which might actually be what the roulette chips are. The yeah. hot ones in the room. Yeah, I guess so. Because mm, those were pretty spicy, right? I didn't get to have one, but you were reacting. Yeah. Like they were bad. Yeah. They were. They were burning your mouth. I mean, bad. they're not one chip challenge bad, but they, yeah. <laughs> they packed a punch. <laughs> uh, let's see. The second bar in Magnum's tribute to the 700th anniversary of Dante's, uh, well, Dante's Inferno. Uh, it's now out in Italy. Magnum has three ice cream bars that represent the three parts of the Divine Comedy. Inferno is out in March and April. Purgatorio is out now through the end of June. Uh, and Paradiso will be out in July and August. The new Purgatorio bar has a cookie and pecan-flavored gelato, caramel-flavored white chocolate, and cookie pieces. It actually looks really good. Mm-hmm. It, looks, it looks like the definition of the word decadent. And you see the picture. So, yeah. I, mm-hmm. Rebecca, go go grab a couple of these and eat them, please. <laughs> and just let me know. Uh, ben and Jerry's Totally Unbaked, which is a simple mix of vanilla and chocolate ice cream with cookie dough and brownie batter swirls. Okay. Could be good. Could be yeah. good. Uh, limited edition goldfish are coming out in stores with uh, Frank's Red Hot flavor. <laughs> Duncan uh, is bringing back their butter pecan flavoring and with it a new butter pecan Sunday signature latte with whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and rainbow sprinkles on top. Okay. I've never really thought of butter pecan as a Sunday flavor, but uh, I guess there's no reason it can't be. I. I guess. I'm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. By the way, Twitch chat, you're jumping ahead in the discussion here. We're going to be talking about all this kind of stuff. You guys, stick with us. <laughs> Jeez, we're not talking about any of that right now. Twitch chat's already on to Star Wars. Get it together, guys! Come on, <laughs> talking junk food. Today is the last day to get a free regular size caramel brownie McFlurry if you order through the McDonald's mobile app. This was a deal specifically offered to anyone who has ever mistaken the McFlurry spoon for a straw. Meaning everybody. Okay. Do you, know, do you remember? You, you know, yeah, McFlurry, I remember McFlurry the McFlurry. Yeah. Uh-huh. How they look all weird. Yeah. They still look weird. I'm just glad to know that I, like, I have been saying for years, it's not a straw. And people are like, yes, it is. It's a straw and a spoon. And oh, I'm like, definitely not. No. No, it's not. Yeah. It only <laughs> no is hollow because they hook it up to the little machine to spin and thing, swirl it. It's the thing it. that, not... that, that uh, mixes it. Yeah. Poorly. That poorly I'm, mixes it. I am finally, <laughs> finally proven right. 
Man, this vindication. Is... The only issue is I know people don't listen to me. So. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, in a rare questionable move from Chick Fil A, they have created a new lemon kale Caesar salad, and I've never wanted a salad less. Why? I don't want lemon and kale and Caesar mixed together. No thank you. Oh. And kale in a salad is just bad. It tastes like dirt. It tastes like dirt and death. I'm not speaking anymore. What? You like kale? I do like kale. Oh, good. And I like lemon. But well, I'm I not like speaking lemon, anymore. I don't like it though. Say it. No. Say what you're going to say. No, because. Say what you're going to say. No. Say I have nothing to say, say anymore. It. Because people don't listen to me. <laughs> Boston Market has launched seven new premium desserts, the decadent triple chocolate chip cookie, the decadent lemon blueberry cookie, Ooh. the indulgent chocolate brownie, the <gasps> lemon Italian cream cake, the deluxe chocolate cake, the salted caramel lava cake for two, and the vanilla caramel cheesecake for two. I mean, all of that sounds great. Why don't we have a Boston Market? <laughs> Wendy's in Canada is serving the elusive Strawberry Frosty right now. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was hard enough to wrap my brain around a vanilla Frosty. It was difficult, yeah. Strawberry, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd try it. I, I just don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Taco Bell wouldn't be a, a junk food news without Taco Bell mention. <sighs> Is testing its new Cravitarian Taco, featuring their proprietary, all-new, boldly seasoned, plant-based protein. So they're not going the Beyond Meat route, which I believe was reported that's what they were going to be doing. They were going to be using some Beyond Meat version of taco meat. But apparently they've developed their own. Okay. Uh, and it seems to be getting pretty high marks in the test areas. So... All right. Could be good. Could be good. Hostess is releasing pecan spins, glazed cinnamon rolls topped with chopped pecans. Uh, there used to be a Mrs. Baird's dessert that was like this. It was like it was like flat cinnamon rolls with glaze icing and chopped pecans on top that I loved. Loved them when I was a kid. My grandmother always had them. They were amazing. And then they stopped making them. And uh, this seems to be like the closest thing I've seen in a long time. Might have to give I, them a shot. Hmm. I feel like they've always been a thing. Because I would unroll them and eat no, them No, you're way. thinking of the... You're thinking of the pecan rolls that are like one long yeah. strand. Yeah, no, this is an actual like a cinnamon bun, cinnamon roll. Similar, I think they have them at, uh, I think they make them sometimes at our D Daylight Donuts Daylight? here. okay. But it's like that, with glaze all over the top and then chopped pecans on the top. Okay. It's different than what you're thinking. It's pecan. And I think they're also called pecan spins, now that you're thinking about it. I know, that's <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying. Right. But I've, I've seen the picture, it's a completely different thing than it, what you're thinking. It's a pecan, by the way. It's pecans. Pecan. Pecans. Pecan. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. And lastly, White Castle is giving a free dessert on a stick uh, if you've received your COVID-19 vaccine. So. <laughs> uh, so, Mo, I, I need to ask you before we move on. 
No. Did you have the the chicken sandwich? <gasps> I did have the chicken sandwich. Okay. So, I Burger for- King chicken sandwich. Yes. Okay. So it was last last Tuesday. Last Tuesday, I admitted uh-huh. that I had had it, and it was amazing. And I instantly asked, "It's not pronounced pecan, Christopher." <laughs> You're right, Topher. You're right. No, it pecan. is a pecan. <laughs> anyway, um. That's so, where you go when you're camping in the woods. No, you go. And you need to use a restroom. Mm-mm. You get a coffee can. No. <laughs> and that's your pee can. No. <laughs> anyway, back to my story. I had instantly asked Chris, texted him right away, and said, please order me. Have this waiting. Burger King. <laughs> like at home. Home style chicken sandwich. Home style, that's what it's called, yeah. right? Yeah. Or uh, No. Handcrafted. Oh, handcrafted. Handcrafted there we go. chicken sandwich. Home style, handcrafted. Meh. Um, They're all pointless descriptors. It's a chicken potato, sandwich. Potato, potato, tomato, <laughs> tomato. <laughs> tomato? <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. It was cold. Slightly soggy. It was cold and soggy because you ordered it. Yeah. And we still had like an hour and a yes. half of recording left. <laughs> yes. But it was delicious. Really? Yes. I'm glad. Yeah. It was delicious. I <laughs> ate like three-fourths of it only because it's huge. It is gigantic too, yeah. I ate three-fourths of it and then looked at it and I was like, I am not finishing this, not because it's not delicious, but because my stomach says I am done. <laughs> Putting the rest in the trash. But it was so good. It was really good. I was Which really, is so surprising. Yeah. You, I, all, you don't want to give it to Burger King, but it's It's not great. I will say it's not super comparable to Chick-fil-A. No. As in like regards to similarity. But it is just as good to me. Yeah, as a I mean the chicken sandwich. was the chicken was very high quality. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like you could tell better than Wendy's has ever been. And I've always had Wendy's as kind of like the top tier mm-hmm. outside of Chick Fil A for uh, chicken quality. And I did get it with the sauce. You say that? You oh, yeah, said I, that I'm you... just not a sauce guy. I and I actually like really liked it. It yeah. wasn't overpowering. There wasn't a whole lot of it on there. I feel like it added um, just the right amount of. Um, I can't think of the word that I'm thinking of right now. Spice? Heat? No. Umami. So, so, okay, because it's a, a fried, breaded, fried chicken patty, honestly, the whole darn thing looks like a whole chicken breast. It really does, yeah. <laughs> They've fried, breaded and fried. But anyway, you've got a bun, and then you've got the f- breaded fried chicken. I feel like it gave a good... Um, contrast to the dryness of those two things. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like without it, it would just be too dry of a sandwich. Yeah, I, I like I like dry. So. Oh, see, I don't. I'm a good. I'm a fan of dry, like meats and things. Dry yeah. turkey at Thanksgiving, all kinds of stuff. Topher, oh my <laughs> gosh, I'm gonna like punch him. What? <laughs> I looked it up and it said pecan. Yes, Topher. If you Google anything. <laughs> You're going to find enough answers to support your point of view. If you go where pecan trees are most prevalent, which is the Southeast, i.e. North Carolina, also where your mother grew up, you will find that they are called pecans. You will find that they mispronounce it there. That is 
everybody like, though. That is like me saying that <laughs> a hatch green chili is not called a hatch green chili. It's called a hotch green chile. No. <laughs> no. It's from New Mexico. So I pronounce it the way that New Mexicans pronounce it. It's a hatch green chili. That's what it is. <laughs> You can't go and say, sorry, North Carolina, your tree is not pronounced the way that you pronounce it. It's pronounced pecan. No, it's pronounced pecan, people. Pecan. There's not a lot of things that Mo gets super passionate about. This is one of No, actually, you get passionate about a lot of things. I get passionate about things that I know I'm right about. And this so, is it. So this is our May the 4th show, Star Wars Day. It's not about pecans. <laughs> we are going to talk about being disappointed by overhyped movies. Uh, I feel like Star Wars has lived in this state ever since Return of the Jedi. People have been griping about Star Wars sequels and prequels beginning with that one. Uh, Star Wars... Most everybody loved Empire Strikes Back, even better movie. But Return of the Jedi got lower marks because of all the Ewok nonsense. People were not digging the Ewoks. Mm. They're like, this is dumb. This is clearly a cash grab. This is clearly just to make Ewoks toys to sell the kids. Which essentially the whole series is just to make toys. That's that's essentially what they've seen it as. But I'm, anyway. Let, let's be clear. All, all those came out before we were born. Uh, so let's talk about the, the prequel trilogy, which started when we were, I guess, older children. I think 10 or 11, maybe. Really? Phantom Menace, I believe, came out around then. Okay. I need to look it up the exact Here, year. I'll do it. Look up you the exact talking. year. But uh, let's 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 just go through these movies as we've kind of experienced them in real time. Phantom Menace came out. I watched it as a kid, and I flippin' loved it. Nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay, so that would have been. No, we. I guess a little a little later than that. Yeah, would have been we would have been 12, freshmen in high school. Twelve or thirteen. What? I was going into high school. In ninety nine, I was in sixth grade in ninety eight. No. Listen. If I graduated in 2003, then in 1999, I was entering high school. In the fall of 1999... Fall of 1999. I was going... that's what I'm thinking. Okay, 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 okay. Math is not my thing, but even I can do (laughs) small subtraction. all right, we're fine. Okay, it's all good. Oh, oh, I feel so old. Oh, gosh. Cool, so a month before I was born... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right so we were we were mid early teens early teens okay so phantom menace came out that was the one with the pod racing that was the one that introduced midichlorians that was the one that introduced jar jar binks all these things that people were like what is this doing in this movie why is this ruining everything that star wars has uh, been up until now what did you think of the movie when you first saw it are you okay? Are you having a heart attack? What's I really on? do think I'm having a heart attack. Honestly, no, I don't. Um, but, like, my heart is palpitating. <laughs> also, I'm... Matt. What? Why did you do this? What? Why didn't you give me a heads up and say, hey, we're talking Star Wars? Did I, I sent that it was Star Wars a day. I don't remember <sighs> when I saw it. You don't remember the movie? No. Okay, well, what do you think of the movie now? I... Literally don't know. I don't remember. 
So it was unforgettable. Oh, wait, I mean, it was forgettable. It was forgettable, obviously. <laughs> Good grief. See, we so, talked about this yesterday. Okay. Losing I nerd cred. I apologize. Good grief. So the original trilogy, do you remember any of them? No. Or not the prequel trilogy, Shh. rather. Give me a second. I'm looking it all up. <laughs> Google is going to tell me my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so Phantom Menace had the little kid playing Anakin Skywalker, which was, you know, eventually to become Darth Vader. Uh, I mean, I feel like Jar Jar is the best character, hands down. <laughs> you so think so, huh? <clears throat> yeah, uh, that was it. Was just oh, it was a bad, it was a bad choice. And again, you think is it? It was it because they wanted something to appeal to kids? Is that the reason that Jar Jar appeared? Like, just stop doing that. <laughs> stop doing that stuff. Um, Attack of the Clones came, uh, like Phantom Menace is reviled so much that like they, you know, that we talked about the machete order of watching the Star Wars movies, which kind of preserves it for people who've never seen it before, preserves the twist in Empire Strikes Back of who Anakin Skywalker is, that he's Luke's father. And so the machete order, they have it, you watch, uh, you watch Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back and then... You cut back to the prequels, watch those, and then you watch Return of the Jedi after that. So you right. see the whole story of Darth Vader. But the Machete Order cuts out episode one entirely. Phantom Menace is gone. Okay. Because they're like, you don't even need that. <laughs> you don't need that garbage. You don't need to learn about midichlorians and have Jar Jar Binks up in your face. Just just watch two and three. <sighs> uh-huh. So they hate it. They hate that movie. You should have had Kevin or Kara on. <laughs> uh, Attack of the Clones came out uh, much better. We had, uh, what's his name? Uh, look that up for me. Hayden Christensen. Never mind, I remembered. Hayden Christensen playing uh, playing Anakin Skywalker. Uh, Ewan McGregor, of course, has been playing Obi-Wan Kenobi for those prequels. And he's coming back for a series on uh, Disney+, Plus, which is going to be fun. Oh, tries to discuss Star Wars clipped. <laughs> oh, we have people having fun on Twitch right now. <laughs> and then uh, Revenge of the Sith came out, and that was like the 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 Anakin turning to the dark side. He killed a bunch of children. Right, but got I mean, burned. in Episode One, isn't that like a whole lot of story building for Anakin? So why why would people want to cut that out? <laughs> Uh, I feel like I should call you out for the radio listeners. Everyone on Twitch knows what you're doing right now. <laughs> Mo is reading comments from Oriel Jedi <laughs> as if they were her own thoughts. That's hilarious. That's why he's doing it. He's there to help me. He's helping you. Okay. He is. So as adults, we've gotten the sequel trilogy. You've seen these yes. recently, correct? Yes. yes. In your brain. What? I feel like for three weeks, though, we have gone back and forth, and I have said repeatedly over and over and over, I'm not a movie person. You're not I can a movie watch person. a movie, You're right. You're right. and then two stinking seconds later, you can ask me about it, and I'm like, I don't know. Force Awakens came out. Uh, Force Awakens introduced us to Ray, uh, some s- s- orphan scavenger on uh-huh. the planet, introduced us to Finn. Who was a stormtrooper and 
like I don't I, I'm out of here peace out guys I don't like this and leaves that yeah uh we also catch up with with uh with Harrison Ford we catch up with with uh Han Solo Han Solo and Chewie uh it's a fun movie it's packed with a lot of nostalgia you see the Millennium Falcon you see a whole bunch of other stuff that reminds you of the original trilogy uh, Poe Dameron as well. You're right. Uh, Twitch. Thank you, Brian. Uh, You're supposed to let me say that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, don't we also run into Poe Dameron, Matthew? Hmm? Don't exactly. you remember? See, <laughs> I have to contribute in some way. <laughs> uh, so... Next up was The Last Jedi. Force Awakens was fun. People just thought, okay, there's, you know, there's not a lot to this. It felt like it rehashed a lot of things in the original movies. Last Jedi came out, and people did not care for it uh, at all. Like, to the point where I own a Last Jedi t-shirt, and I feel uncomfortable wearing it out. Like, I liked it, but I feel, uh, I feel uncomfortable wearing it out in public because I don't want to hear an earful from somebody who's a hardcore fan is like, this movie stuck and ruined the whole franchise. But see, okay. I feel like now I have a small, a tiny handful of true Star Wars fanatic friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about um, Kara is mm-hmm. a, a mm-hmm. hardcore I forgot um, that she was so into Star Wars. Yeah, yes, yeah. very much so. Um, then we have Topher is actually talking about it in the Twitch chat right now. His youth pastor is hardcore Star Wars fan. He said, uh, I made the mistake of asking him about Star Wars once, and he went on a three-hour-long tangent and told me the entire plot in order and all the side stuff and everything. Yeah, it was on the way to <laughs> camp a couple years ago. <laughs> just killing time. I think Topher just brought up a very like common question that most people would ask and Philip just went bananas when Topher came back knowing probably just as much about star Wars than he learned about God that week. <laughs> <at camp>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those two, then of course, Oriel and, um, Oh, and my brother and sister-in-law, Nick yeah, and April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of which kind of lean on the same, side with the last jedi that it was a good movie yeah i feel like you have you have your true fanatics your true fans who love star wars for what it is regardless of i guess how silly or nonsensical they all line up and tie together and then you have your people who think that they're true fanatics and fans and make a big stink about all the little stuff yeah well i think the biggest issue that people had with last jedi is that it kind of painted luke as uh in a way that people didn't want to see him like everyone always had this this uh, you know theory of how after return of the jedi luke just went on to launch this whole new uh jedi order and he was just this big hero of the of the universe you know until the day he died, and then we see him finally in Last Jedi, and it's underwhelming. It's it's he's drinking blue milk that he's milking right there in front of some in front of Ray out of some weird animal. He's refusing to help. He's tossing his lightsaber over his shoulder into the you know rocks behind him, like he just doesn't. 
he's not the hero that everyone expected. And so I think that people were were uh, looking for that. And actually, Library Night makes a good point. Uh, she said, theory, you mean the books? Yeah, the books. There was a whole in-canon slew of books and stories that told of all the tales that happened after this. But when Disney bought the rights to Star Wars and started making new ones, they officially announced that all that stuff is now not canon. It's not how the story goes, and we're picking it up. And so I think that's where it gets beyond just people who really love the movie to people who were hardcore Star Wars people, had been reading the books their whole lives, you know, knew this whole story, knew all the canon. Suddenly that's out the window. And now they're like, well, if you're going to throw out all this history out the window, you better make it something better. And they were let down. And I can see that. Yeah, but how is that any different from any other movie well, I still that feel was... like I feel like most movies based on, you know, books at least attempt to make the same kind of story or at least end in a similar area. They attempt. They don't always get there. They attempt. Mm-mm. But have you read any Nicholas these Sparks weren't, books? These weren't no, but these weren't based on books. These movies weren't based on books. The books were a whole different series, hundreds and hundreds of stories. That they could have told, and they threw all those out the window and went a completely different direction. New characters, new everything. Uh, and then the last one, Rise of Skywalker, the most recent one came out, and everybody had their theories about this one. Everybody had the theories because we were supposed to find out who Ray was. We were supposed to find out all these mysteries. How did the 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 emperor come back, all this kind of stuff. And, uh, even I will admit, and I, I give movies, uh, I make it, I'm, I, it's hard for me to be unimpressed (laughs) with movies. Like I, I give movies a lot of leeway when it comes to weird plot points or whatever, this kind of stuff. I'm like, Oh, they could have done this so much better. And there's a lot of people who think that way with this movie because she turns out to be the, the granddaughter? Like, so you're telling me that the emperor had s- s- a-, a companion at some point? <laughs> and he has a granddaughter now? The dude is wrinkly and all beat up from, from being thrown down that electro shaft in the Death Star. See, but why doesn't that make other people go huh okay i'm curious to see how they make all of this tie together i'm curious to see but then they don't that's the problem they don't tie it together (laughs) are we done (laughs) i believe so actually do we know we're done the latest rumor is is disney is is thinking about scrapping the the canon of the last three movies and actually starting over. Uh, he didn't, it was a clone of that first Ray's father. It was a clone of his that is Ray's father. Clone of his that is So Ray's he didn't father. have a companion. Oh. It was a clone of his. Okay. That's Ray's father. Okay. Well, whatever the case was, people were like, he shouldn't even be alive. And they never really gave an excuse, uh, a, a reason why he was still alive that I can recall. Uh, but either way, it was confusing and weird. 
I still liked the movie. And the ending was really cool with the voices of all the other Jedi and stuff coming out. <clears throat> um, but even that, I feel like they could have done better. Because we had the... Uh, that moment where you know she's hearing all the voices of the Jedi. But we know they can be Force ghosts, right? And we had just had, prior to that endgame, with the big scene where all the heroes amassed right there at the end and took on Thanos and the army. And so I feel like a lot of us had in our heads, if that moment's going to happen, they're all going to show up as Force ghosts and start fighting alongside Rey, and then that didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> I didn't hear you say... What did you hear me say? No, no, no. I didn't hear you switch because I was too busy reading. So I didn't hear you switch over to Avengers. And so when you're talking about Thanos, I was like, wait, huh? I'm, I'm super <laughs> wait, lost. Wait, Thanos is in the Star I'm Wars? I'm so Hold on. <laughs> I have not been watching these movies in order. <laughs> See? Wait, wait, huh? <laughs> uh, but but overall, I do I do think I enjoyed the, the trilogy, the, the sequel trilogy. Um, but I don't think... I don't think most people were at least satisfied with it. Even if they liked the movies okay, I don't think they were satisfied with the way the story ended. So we're going to take a quick break. But when, good night. When we come back, loud noises. Thought I had disabled all this stuff. Boop. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to open this up and talk about how to watch an overhyped movie without being disappointed. Seriously, I thought that we were already in it. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. This week in nerd history, WWE drops an F-bomb. Okay, more like a bombshell, when on May 6th, 2002, the World Wrestling Federation, better known then as the WWF, dropped the F from their name, rebranding as WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. CEO at the time, Linda McMahon, announced as World Wrestling Federation Entertainment, we have entertained millions of fans around the United States and around the globe. Our new name puts the emphasis on the E for entertainment, what our company does best. WWE provides us with a global identity that is distinct and unencumbered, which is is critical to our U.S. and international growth plans. In more clear reality, the decision was made after the other WWF, the World Wildlife Fund, was successful in a court case against them in Switzerland and was threatening to take it around the world. Why? Well, this all occurred around the time the Attitude Era began, when the once more wholesome, family-friendly version of WWF wrestling was now trying to outdo their competitors in WCW by being more risque and adult. However, even before this, there were also concerns over various harassment scandals coming from the company. The World Wildlife Fund entered into an agreement with the World Wrestling Federation that the wrestling company would stop referring to themselves by their initials internationally, so nobody would confuse news stories and companies when it came to negative headlines generated by the wrestling company. However, a few years later, when the McMahon clan bought WWF.com and introduced a new logo, the World Wildlife Fund rightly saw this as a breach of that agreement. Of course, this change was no easy feat, and it took a while to catch on, 
down. I still hear the occasional slip-up reference to WWF nearly 20 years later. In many classic video collections and clips, you'll see the WWF logo either covered by the new WWE version or just completely blurred out, which would sometimes include every turnbuckle pad, microphone, jacket, lapel, title belt, and more, because they slapped that logo on everything just in case you forgot who the heck you were messing with, Jack. Only in the last few years have they been able to unblur those logos and celebrate with classic throwback logos on merch, no doubt largely because of a return to a more family-friendly PG playbook. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more back to the back of our morning show i'm radio man and i'm mo and today we're talking about star wars at least i'm trying or i guess more specifically movies that were overhyped and people were let down but first uh before we get back to the topic of the day we've got a taste test while our normal <laughs> audio morning show is the main version of the show we do record our Tuesday shows on the LTN Radio Twitch channel, either the Friday night or Saturday morning before. We interact with Twitch, share some bonus stories, and of course, they get to see our taste test live. Visit twitch.ltnonair.com and give us a follow. I'm talking like you're giving a eulogy. I'm gonna because well, I'm about for. to die. That's why I am literally going to die. Uh, you can watch it. Taste test live on Twitch, twitch.ltnnonair.com. Give us a follow. Of course, if you don't catch it, we will put some of the highlights of our taste test uh, and other bits from our stream on our YouTube channel. So you can follow us there too, youtube.ltnonair.com. Now let's get down to business. Last week, we let's already hyped get down to business. what we were going to be tasting today, and that is... Mm, Buffalo Bills <laughs> Reaper mm. Beef Jerky with Carolina Reaper Peppers. I'm gonna die. Uh, I mean, it doesn't look bad. I think you can see it. It doesn't look deadly. It looks like teriyaki jerky. I'm really. gonna die. <laughs> we don't have any milk, uh, so Mo won't vomit, but she also won't get relief. I'm gonna die. Oh, wow. It kind of smells like spaghettios. Does it what? smell like spaghettios to you? Yes, it does. That's that weird. is weird. <laughs> like I'm all that's an intense smell. Like, wait a minute. That's my childhood. Just <laughs> hmm. spaghettios. Spaghetti. Very strange. Oh. Whew, okay, that's a good size piece. Good size piece right there. You can see the seeds. Alright. Are we ready for this? No, my jaws are already hurting. <laughs> That's because you're clenching. Quit clenching. I'm not clenching. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> it says extremely hot on the bag. And premium. I don't like it. <laughs> 2.6 ounces is uh, seven bucks. It's pretty expensive. Oh, I'm feeling it. <coughs> oh. Woo! Oh. Mm. Uh. Mm. 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 oh, it takes so long to chew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh, got it down. Whew. It's when you, that's where the heat mm, comes. Mm, uh-huh. Mm, yep. Mm. Once you, once you swallow, that's when the heat comes in. It's not good. I'm not oh, a fan. Oh, I am not oh. a fan. You know what? I didn't hate the taste. Mm. I kind of like the taste. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. It's hot. Uh, oh. Uh, 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 <laughs> she has a seed on her tongue. <laughs> Get it off. <laughs> but I feel like that's cheating, so I had to swallow it. Just burning a, a piercing into your tongue. At that point, just a hole burled all the way down. <sighs> okay. It was hot. There was a significant amount of heat. It's starting to cool down. But I didn't like it because the stupid jerky is too stinking chewy. Mm -hmm. I don't. I'm not a fan of chewy jerky. I want more. What? I guess crispy. Crispy jerky? More (laughs) hydrate. No, more dehydrated jerky. You want crumbly jerky. Yeah. I do. Uh, I feel like that's the way jerky is supposed to be. It, you're supposed to take almost all of the liquid out of it. Oh, my nose is running. Can you hand me a tissue over there? Nope. Sure can. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Whew. It is It is hot. There Whew. is a fair amount of heat in it. Whew. But... Whew. Oh boy. Mmm. Mmm. Nope, Matt's got, got his Pepto. Right Don't have any milk. Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Mm, 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 hey, mm, mm, Pepto Bismol. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, does this stuff expire? Um, <laughs> I think it, it, if it does, it's. Oh, it's good till February. Yeah, Next. I was going to say, if it does, it's a while. I'm like, which, I'm pretty sure I've had that since we did the one chip challenge. Which terrifies me <laughs> at how long it actually does stay. Right? Yeah. Whew. Okay. okay, so. The back of my head is burning, which is weird. Like, <laughs> this part of my head is starting to feel warm. Is that strange? A little bit. I don't know. Uh, I did not hate the flavor Whew. at all. You no, okay. the flavor was good. Yeah. yeah. You ever get so warm that you get a you cold get a chill? chill? Yeah. That's where I'm at. <sighs> mm. No, the flavor was pretty good. I just did not like the chewiness of it. It was very chewy, which made it uh, made the pain lengthen. I Buffalo believe. Bill's jerky is not the best. Sorry, guys. But the flavor was good. If we had that flavor on some better jerky, it would have been good. All right, let's recover from that. In our last segment, we talked about the reception to the Star Wars movies released in our lifetime and and, uh, mostly our thoughts. Well, I guess mostly my thoughts. Uh, (laughs) In this segment, we want to talk about how to have a better chance enjoying shows and movies if you go in with the right mindset and avoid some key issues. All right? Mm -hmm. Step number one. Just become a mo. (laughs) My jerky on There we go. I got it. <laughs> so step number one, shut off your critical voice. 
So for real. Shut up. I mean, for real. <laughs> Don't go into it wanting to critique it. Go into it with the idea of, I'm going to have a fun show. We're just going to watch a fun show. Number two, stop trying to write it better. If this movie's happening, you're watching and you're like, oh, they could have done this, could have done that while you're watching the movie, you've already taken yourself out of the movie anyway. Even if the movie goes on and does a good job, you're already out of it. You're already constructing your own narrative of how you could have written this better. Yeah. Watch the movie. Watch the movie. Hey, Frost. Good to see you. Uh, we are live on Twitch as we're talking about this Star Wars day. Uh, next up, avoid theories on the internet. Super fans always have great ideas on how stories should go. Uh, the most recent example of this would have been WandaVision. Yes. <clears throat> Y'all ruined it for yourselves. <laughs> WandaVision uh, was a great, great series. Mm -hmm. But from the very beginning, people had been building all these theories about what's going to happen. And they made all these giant leaps onto how this would build off of this and how this would be great. And this, this person's going to be the big bad. And this person's going to open the door for X-Men and all this kind of stuff. And none of it, almost none of it came to be a part of the actual show. And so when people actually watched it, these people that had built up all these theories and were getting more and more concerned as the weeks went by because, oh my gosh, how are we going to wrap all this stuff up and introduce all these characters that we know are definitely are going to be showing up, right? In just this last 45-minute episode. Nope. They were all very disappointed in the episode. Yep. But in reality, the episode was great. Yeah. It was a great episode if you weren't going into it with all of these preconceived theories about what should and shouldn't happen. The entire series was great. Right. Uh, we don't know the next step in the future of the series. We only see that movie or that show, not the overall universe story. Uh, and like you were saying, you said, you know, we could find out all, all about how the, the emperor existed and hear a whole backstory about it. Mm -hmm. We're probably not gonna, but we could, you don't know, <laughs> you, don't, you don't know. So why don't you just chill out? They can't tell every story you want to hear in the two hour movie. Sometimes it's going to take exactly. a while. I mean, think about in game in game was a three hour long movie. It three took to tell tour. a gigantic story. But it's what, like the 26th movie in the overarching story that they've been building up for a long time? Like, if we didn't have all that backstory and everything leading up to it, we never would have gotten to that. And even that was an unbearably long movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just to get all the story in. Like, it takes time. You can't cram everything you need into one little thing. So it can get built up. We can build things up too much, too quickly, and be disappointed with what we get. Uh, which again, like WandaVision. Uh, so just, just stop, just stop. Frankly, the people that have loved WandaVision the most are the people that never like heard about any of the theories. It's mostly the people <laughs> that aren't huge, uh, Marvel universe fans that enjoy the series the most because they weren't in those communities that were talking about Mephisto and, and, uh, and, uh, 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 can't remember the guy's name. Quicksilver, the, yeah. the, the other guy, the Fox oh. Quicksilver that showed up as a as a gag. Uh, anyway, just yeah, just enjoy, just just avoid the theories on the internet. Uh, next step: don't be married to the source material. 
uh, so for this this example I have is Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 introduced us to the Mandarin, which uh, in the comics is this big, uh, powerful Middle Eastern figure, head over the Ten Rings. Uh, and we expected the Mandarin. We expected him as being a part of the show. And what we actually got was uh, Sir Bing Kingsley play, playing the Mandarin in the movie, like as an actor in the movie. Like it wasn't the real Mandarin. And then we had this other guy who doesn't fit the comics version of the Mandarin being the Mandarin or calling himself the Mandarin in the movie. And of course they're kind of correcting that because we're actually going to see the true Mandarin here in uh, Shang-Chi uh, in the Legend of the Ten Rings, I think, uh, coming up soon. But that swerve made a lot of people mad. But it was a surprise. I mean, that's that's part of the reason that they that movies don't always follow the source material because they don't want you to know the story 100% in advance. They want to be able to surprise you sometimes. And with comics especially, <clears throat> you have you know decades and decades of stories. Each comic book uh like series which I I think usually run five or six uh issues at a time could be a movie in and of itself. So think of that amongst every single comic for every single year comics have been made for the last, what, 70, 80 years that they've been popular. There's tons of, there's tons of material out there. And so they know you want to be married to the source material, but they also want to surprise you. And mm -hmm. so that's what they did with Iron Man 3. I loved Iron Man 3. I thought the swerve was great. I laughed my head off at uh, Sir Bing Kingsley and that reveal. It was great. Uh, Your head still looks in place to me. I, I appreciate that. I put it back on. I'm not okay. going to leave it off and, like good. litter. That's good. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot of people were upset because I'm like, that's not the real Mandarin. You can't do that. And yeah, just chill out. Just chill out. Just chill out. Mm -hmm. Next on the list of ways to enjoy movies without uh, going over critical and all that kind of stuff is fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. uh, go in wanting to like it. Tell yourself, hey, this is going to be a fun movie, whether or not it fulfills all my expectations. Go in just wanting to walk away and have a good time. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong mm -hmm. with any any movie. They go in overly critical. Yeah. Already. Already ready to pick it apart and... Pull it apart at the seams. Yep, this yep, is yep, not yep, how yep. it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, don't let your opinion be influenced by the reviews of others before or after, good or bad. Um, I feel like that gets us in a lot of trouble these days, the Rotten Tomatoes thing. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, you know, finding out the Rotten Tomatoes score is now like an article in and of itself with every movie that comes out. The Rotten Tomatoes score for... Zack Snyder's Justice League has been released before most people have had a chance to see it. Yeah. Mm, pardon me. Have a chance to see I'm getting the hiccups now from the jerky. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> the chance to see it. And that'll taint whether or not you'll even want to see the movie. Or even if you do go to see the movie, it'll taint your idea of what you're about to see. Yeah. Like if you see that the uh, Rotten Tomato score for a movie is 58%. 
And like, oh, well, this is going to be a crappy movie. And you'll go in thinking this is going to be a crappy movie. And you'll walk out thinking, yeah, I can see why people thought that was a crappy movie. It was a crappy movie. <laughs> but, but if you go in blind to the reviews and just let yourself be surprised by the movie, I feel like most of the time you'd be like, that movie was all right. Yeah. Wasn't no Citizen Kane or Paddington 2, but it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't like my throwbacks. No, I like your throwbacks. Super, sorry, it's fine. I like how you tie everything together with a nice, pretty bow. <laughs> uh, go in. That ties in with the next one. Go in with realistic expectations. Uh, instead of saying, I'm going to see the newest chapter of one of the greatest sci-fi film series of all time. Say, I'm going to watch a fun sci-fi drama with spaceships, laser swords, cool fight scenes, and interesting characters. Sounds fun and simple. Don't sure. build it up to be like the best movie you're ever going to see. It's like, this is going to be a fun, fun entry, a fun way to kill two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While eating popcorn, having a good old time. Why not? <laughs> All right. Here's a good trick. Here's a good trick too. watch a truly terrible movie in the same genre before you see the new movie. So if you're going to watch the latest Star Wars for the first time, watch a bad sci-fi film first, like uh, Will Smith's Bright or Adam Sandler's Pixels or Eddie Murphy's The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Make it a, a you know an event. Bring some friends over. We're going to watch a bad sci-fi movie and crack jokes. You've just offended a whole group of people. <laughs> you have, and you know you have. You know, I actually enjoyed Adam Sandler's Pixels, but everybody hates it. <laughs> You've just offended a whole bunch of people. Anyway, uh, watch one of those. I'm offended that you would say anything Adam Sandler has ever done is terrible. Oh, come on now. Uh, (laughs) Come on now. Come on now. Put a sock in it. Come on now. Zip it. Adam Sandler makes some great movies. But he also makes some hot garbage. Garbage Remember that movie when he was twins? Ugh. Ugh. (laughs) we don't talk about those movies (laughs) oh pick the right time to watch Uh, so theaters are starting to open again uh but still people are being cautious and not going so finding a time with fewer people is easier right now little things can affect your opinion like uh like for instance a five-star meal can be sullied by eating it on a wobbly table yeah uh, if you're at a movie theater that is just overcrowded with people, especially if it's like on the weekend and it's overcrowded with kids that are crying and kicking the back of your seat, doesn't matter how good the movie is, you're going to walk away thinking that experience was awful. I know that's right. <laughs> so usually when I try and go see a movie, I'll try and go see like on a Tuesday afternoon by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's much better. There's five people in the theater. I get an entire road to myself. I don't got to worry about nobody uh, bumping elbows with me. Yeah, but you like just that. you made a really big mistake here. What's that? Your rule is a very good one, a very <clears throat> realistic and logical one that makes a whole lot of sense. And so now everybody's hearing it and going, oh, yeah, that it. And so now everybody's going to start going on Tuesday. Tuesday, at 1 o'clock noon. showing. Here we go. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> the Tuesday, 1 o'clock showing has now become the Saturday, 8 o'clock showing. Have fun with that. 
Uh, and lastly, uh, the one of the easier ways to enjoy a movie that's been overhyped is uh, see it alone. Or see it with people that everyone agrees to keep their opinions to themselves while the movie's playing. Yeah. If you're watching with a friend who's like, okay, again, let's use Star Wars. If you're going to the, the next whatever Star Wars movie comes out... And uh, you're hopeful that it's going to be good. You avoided the reviews. You avoided all the theories. You're just going into it saying this is going to be a fun space drama with laser swords. Let's have a good time. And you go with the super fan who is taking every scene going, oh, why did they do this? It's just sneaking that in your ear. Oh, this is awful. They could have done this so much better. Well, whether or not you agree with them, it's going to taint how you see the movie. Mm-hmm going to take your thoughts of it it's again gonna ruin it just based on the people around you yeah so that's that's our that's our guide our guide to enjoying movies yeah and be understanding that not everything that is written is going to come across um on the screen the same Mm -hmm. you know there are things that have to change there are things that have to be adjusted yeah and then not everything that's on the screen is going to come across written in the same way. So there, you know, we're talking about two different forms of entertainment. Yeah. And because we're talking about two different forms of entertainment, you have to talk about two different ways of getting kind of the same overall feel, overall story told, just slightly differently. Yeah. Be understanding of that. Um, Also, I think that this list can go for more than just movies. Um. I think it's like a good list that we can apply to our lives in general. (laughs) I mean, truly. Yeah. Don't go into things with an expectation. You're going to be let down. Don't let the opinions of people or places or things um, affect. Influence what you like or don't like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Do you know how many times I've heard something about someone and I've something negative about someone from someone else's perspective or opinion or a conversation, an interaction that they had with them. And then I've gone in and met that person and I'm like, oh, this is actually a really great person. But I'm always waiting for the person to mess up. Right. (laughs) You're always like, okay, well, there's got to be some reason people don't like you. Yeah. I'm always on guard with that person. But it never actually happens. So, yeah, you know, this list can be applied to more than just the way we watch movies, people. Just saying. Uh, All right. We're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we answer a question that you've been dying to ask us, I'm sure. More Backroom Morning Show to come. Stick around. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we're going to answer an Ask Us Anything question from Twitch. (laughs) Ask Us Anything? 
ask us anything. I have to I have to say it slowly, otherwise I mess it all up. Because there's a lot of A's. We're going to answer and ask us anything question from Twitch. So today uh, we got Toffee in the chat asking, what is our favorite Adam Sandler movie? That's a good question. That's a good question. Mo, what's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Uh, I've got several of them. Okay, hold on. Let's do the countdown thing and see if we have the same one. The same top. The same top? The same top one. Okay, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. The Cobbler. Click. Dang. Cobbler's second for me. See, okay, so it's... <clears throat> oh, <laughs> it, it, Cobbler's really good. Big Daddy. I liked Big Daddy, yeah. That Fifty First right. Dates. Mm. Um, uh, bedtime stories. I don't think I've seen that one. That's Click. the one that he did for Disney, right? Uh-huh. It's like the kids' movie. Yep. Yeah. Click and then the cobbler. Click. I loved Click. Click loved makes it. me cry. Click is really good. Click. I I was when I first saw Click, and it's in that that scene where he's running out as the old man or whatever, trying to chase down his son. Mm-hmm. Same family mm-hmm. comes first and all that. Like, I'm sitting here thinking, why is Adam Sandler making me cry? Like, I was just tearing the heck up. So the reason (laughs) for me that The Cobbler is number one is because it is so different. So different different from any other Adam Sandler movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Click and Bedtime Stories, they're kind of in the same, like... Feel good family. Magical-ish. Yeah, not a whole lot of, like... um, uh, old school Adam Sandler comedy. You know not what a lot I mean? Of filth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> little bit whereas of filth, but not a lot. Big Daddy and somewhat Fifty First Dates, they're kind of in the same. The same vein as like Billy Madison, Happy yeah. Gilmore, that kind of humor. Yes. I like both of those movies a lot too. So, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, his first yeah. two movies. Yeah. They're classics. Uh, least favorite Adam Sandler movie? Hmm. Little Nicky. See, I didn't hate that one either. It's my least favorite. <laughs> least favorite. And uh, P.O.D. has a song in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one too. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't hate that movie. It's just, it's weird. That one's that one's one of those, those just kind of off the wall ones. Yeah. Um, I also really like the, is it Grown Ups? Is that what they're called? Grown Ups, yeah. yeah with with uh, Kevin James, David yep. Spade, Chris mm-hmm. Rock. Those are good. Those are really um, good. <clears throat> the but I don't consider that just an Adam Sandler movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because with Adam Sandler, I think of like Adam Sandler uses a lot of the same cast in all of his movies. Right, you know, right, right, right. Big Daddy, Fifty First Dates. They're all pretty Gosh, much the same people. So many. Uh huh. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> the Grown Ups movies, they, it's like a. They pulled in the best of the right. the comedians from our childhood, I right. feel like. Right, right, right. So. Yeah, they're, they're, those are really good. Um, Waterboy I did like as well. To- yeah. Toff- Toff- Toffee says that he liked Waterboy. Waterboy, Waterboy was, was fun, but it was that was also one of those weird ones a little bit. Um, I never saw Punch Drunk Love, but I know that was kind of into a... The, I don't know if it was his first foray, but I think it was his biggest first... or foray earliest into drama more serious yeah, yeah. into kind of a drama mr yeah. deeds mr deeds that's a good one that's a good one eight crazy nights is an animated uh, movie i okay <laughs> i think 
Did that come out in 2002, 2001, maybe? I think so. That, I can remember that being the first one. Oh, Anger Management. I hate Anger Management. It is one of, I watched it one time. It made me so mad the entire movie. How hilarious is it that Anger Management made Matt angry? (laughs) It was awful. Oh, man, I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. Gosh, see, and this is why, this is why I love Adam Sandler, because there are just so many... Spanglish. Spanglish. It was all right. Was Again, it was one of those drama ones yeah. that, yeah. Uh, Click was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. That was a good Kevin one. James. Oh, that was a good one. And then we have You Don't Mess with a Zohan, which yeah. was awful. It was yeah. a bad one. Uh, yeah. Funny People. That was a good drama. That's a good dramedy. You know, Funny I may people. not have actually seen that you one. You got to watch that one. It's okay. real good. Uh, Zookeeper. The Zookeeper. I Jack like and the Jill. Zookeeper. <laughs> Jack and Jill is the twin one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then that's my boy, which had uh, had uh, what's his name from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nine Nine. I don't know. The main guy. It had him in there as his son. I don't remember. Oh the name yes. Him. Okay. Uh, Hotel Transylvania, where he was Dracula. I, I have a difficult movies. time with like animated <laughs> movies, saying that they're. I don't consider them that actor's movie. Mm, Does that make sense? Yeah, I got you. So we had The Cobbler, which was great. And then the next year he came out with Pixels, which was garbage. I mean, it had a lot of fun moments, but as a story in a movie, it was bad. The Ridiculous Six was the first in his uh, Netflix only uh, set. Yep. Uh, I hated that movie. (laughs) It was bad. Uh, I didn't see a lot of these. Let's see. Uh, Sandy Wexler, I didn't see. Didn't see that one. Uh, the week of. I've seen the week of. Murder mystery. Uncut Murder mystery. Gems. Okay, murder mystery is actually very good. Is it good? Yes, that one is with Jennifer Aniston, and okay. it's it's legit. Uncut gems is one we talked about on the show. What's that? My son. <laughs> so for stop crapping on pixels. <laughs> Uncut Gems is really good, but it's very dark, very heavy, yes. very adult movie. Yes. But it really showed just how great of an actor he can be. And that's the thing. I think because... I think he just likes doing silly acting. Yeah. <laughs> silly, stupid acting. Yeah. But he's really good. But it's funny because we automatically put him into this box of being that dumb yeah. comedian yeah. that it was hard to for him to get outside of that that label. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And then the last one that I've seen and I believe it's the last one he's made is Hubie Halloween. Did you watch that one? Yes. So it's We talked almost, about it. Yeah, it's almost a Waterboy-esque character. Yes. It I is. Liked, I loved it. Oh, I it loved it too. It was a silly, stupid movie, but uh-huh. I loved it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Well, we talked about Adam Sandler a lot. Let's end with our verse for the day. <laughs> uh, verse for the day is Mark nine thirty five, And he sat down and called the 12. And he said to them, if anyone be, would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission to become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then, oh gosh. The beef jerky is still getting me. Please support. 
<laughs> visit lovethynerd.com slash partner and choose LT and radio from the drop down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible. Make sure you're following us on all the socials at, at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love Thy Nerd. And you can also find us hanging out at the Love Thy Nerd community Facebook group and at lovethynerd.com slash discord. Lastly, remember that we air first exclusively on LTN radio, LTNonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. All of that helps us out immensely. We'll be back tomorrow morning, and we hope you will, too. Mo, final thoughts. Adam Sandler is the best. <laughs> All Fight right. Me. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.